Hello and welcome back to the Season 4, Episode 49 of the Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host, Matthew Roberts, and this is uh, our usual Monday episode where we take a pause from our Come Follow Me studies and we have a look at something else that has been studied this week. And of course, uh, have a look at some listener comments that we've received. Uh, a couple of listener comments uh, have come through this week on the Facebook group. And if you're not part of the Facebook group yet, then I... Uh, urge and recommend you to do so. Um, obviously, it is called the Church of Jesus Christ Study Session uh, with Come Follow Me group. Um, it should be fairly easy to find. It's a little picture of the, uh, the angel Moroni on top of a, of a temple uh, with Church of Jesus Christ Study Session next to it. Uh, and so please do join in uh, and share your thoughts on what you've studied each week each day even, uh, you know, if you're, if you're so inclined to. And we, are like, and we will share some of the comments in our Monday episode. Uh, this week, we had a couple of comments about the, um, the experiences of Abraham that we, that we looked at this week. First of all, uh, about um, the discussion between Abraham and Lot and the consequent um, capture of Lot and how Abraham uh, strove to um, re- return him to his family. Um, one of the comments shares, I'm sure I've heard this before, but when reading the story, it said that Abram didn't just get Lot and his family back, but all the people and possessions of Sodom. The king of Sodom said he could have all the possessions if he gave the people back, but he said he only wanted enough to pay his men, essentially. I think it shows that he's honest in all his doings. And we didn't get on to being able to share about uh, that interaction between Abraham and the king of Sodom, but there is when uh, he returns Lot and many other people and possessions back from the people who had captured them. There is this interaction between the king of Sodom and Melchizedek. And what's interesting, actually, is that, and I mean, I would have loved to have had the time to share this interaction and and some of the intricacies and the details there. Um, It's actually around about a similar time that Abram uh, interacts with Melchizedek, who, of course, was another king, uh, the king of Salem, um, that you see a very different approach and... um, reaction from Abram between these two kings. You have the king of Sodom, who obviously, as we know, is the ruler of Sodom, which uh, has a number of issues that they're dealing with and um, more moral um, um, decisions that their city is making. And then you have Melchizedek, who we who we learn was a priest of, of God and held the priesthood. Uh, and Abram um, shows a lot more interest, perhaps, or a lot more devotion to uh, Melchizedek in the sense that he gave him of tithes and that he seemed to interact better with him than he does the king of Sodom. Uh, and with the king of Sodom, rather than receiving what he offers, uh, he just asks for the, the minimal amounts, just the amount to pay his men. Uh, so he was not uh, inter- interested in becoming involved with owing a, owing a debt to or receiving more than, he, more than was necessary from this king. Uh, and I'm sure there's many uh, kind of layers we can look through with that uh, but it was an interesting point to make and I'm glad that it was because like I say in our regular week we just did not get a, a chance to consider that. Uh, another um, comment uh, was around about um, the promise made to Abraham uh, in Abraham chapter 2 and the listener makes a reference to what, what I shared when we read of the the splitting of the animals in two and God, um, Jehovah, walking through those animals. Uh, they say, what I was amazed by is that when the covenant was made with the animals, God alone fulfilled the covenant by walking through at night. 
it just hit me that God never expected us to fulfill our covenant with him to be perfect and return ourselves to God. He always intended to fulfill this covenant through Jesus' sacrifice, just as walking through the animal sacrifice represented. Um, and we did talk about this, um, this kind of event, this symbolism, uh, when, we, when we reached it in Genesis. But I think it is worth pointing out that Jehovah, remember, is Jesus Christ. He is the pre-mortal saviour. And so he, walking through these animals, again, points towards and refers towards the fact that he himself would indeed be sacrificed. He would, the, he would be the ultimate and great and last sacrifice, uh, bruised, broken, torn for us, um, just like those animals uh, that were torn uh, in this covenantal agreement between Jehovah and Abraham, uh, and that he would be the one uh, to make sure that these covenants could be fulfilled. Uh, and I think that, again, it's just another brilliant um, indication from the Lord that he expects himself to fulfill the covenant, and he knows that we will not be able to. Uh, and yet we are not to be torn or broken like those animals. If we accept the great and last sacrifice into our lives, we don't have to be. Uh, he has done enough um, so that we do not have to go through it. We just have to accept him as our saviour and seek to change our lives through him, through his gospel, through through his wonderful atonement. Uh, and I think that that is a great blessing. Uh, and once we understand that, um, that is um, so empowering. So a couple of great um, listener comments there, which I really appreciated. Um, today, the other thing that I wanted to share that I studied this week was actually based on what we discussed in our elders quorum. And uh, so I really enjoyed the discussion we had there. And I thought I'd spend a few minutes talking about that. Um, based on a recent general conference talk uh, by President M. Russell Ballard called Lovest Thou Me More Than These. And I do remember listening to this uh, talk in conference, both myself and my wife, and being impressed uh, by um, this address. So President Ballard um, talks about his visit uh, to, the Holy Hand, to the Holy Land and how they stood on the shore of the Sea of Galilee. And he remembered uh, the experience of uh, Jesus' um, apostles or disciples or apostles at this stage, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> and they were uh, kind of reflecting on the events of the Saviour's uh, atonement and um, his death and his resurrection. Uh, and they are waiting and then they decide to go and fish. And the Saviour himself uh, comes to meet them after they have toiled um, through the night without any success. And then he tells them to cast their nets on the other side and, he, and their nets are full. Now, of course, this is reminiscent for them of an earlier interaction when, when Christ was uh, mortally alive uh, on the earth uh, and they recognise it as the Lord. And then, of course, he speaks to Simon Peter and says, Lovest thou me more than these? Now, present um, Ballard doesn't go into the detail about how the Lord asks him um, three times, at least when he first introduces this in his talk. Um, but I like um, the fact that Christ asks him three times and we discussed why that might be. Uh, and one of the reasons is because, you know, usually if you want someone to really reflect on a question rather than just give the uh, the one time quick answer, you ask them a few times. You know, uh, someone suggested that if we were in a Temple Recommend interview and one of the questions was asked to us three times, we'd probably, even if, you know, there was nothing particularly in with that um, recommend question that was a problem, 
in our lives, we would still probably sit and reflect on it a little more and just think, oh, well, actually, let me think about this a bit more. Um, and perhaps this is the same with the Saviour, that he is trying to get Simon Peter um, to really reflect on these because he is going to be the one to lead the church once the Saviour leaves, of course, as the chief apostle. Um, also, a point was made about the fact that Simon... This is the same Simon who, uh, or Simon Peter, I keep calling him Simon because he's referred to as Simon, son of Jonas. We know obviously him more well as Peter, uh, as the individual who rejected Christ uh, when he was going through uh, his trial and his affliction before his crucifixion. Uh, he was asked if he knew the Saviour three times and three times he denied him. Um, and of course, perhaps this may be the Saviour indicating to Peter that he knows what, what was done. Uh, I mean, of course, we, we have one of the accounts in the Gospels where the Saviour turns to look at Peter when he rejects him the third time. Of course, the Saviour foretold that, that, that Peter would reject him three times before the cock crows. Um, so there is this, this we don't have any um, written down reference that the Saviour spoke to Peter about this afterwards, but there is this kind of at least um, this knowledge between the two that it did happen. So perhaps this is a, a way of um, the Saviour reminding, uh, or not reminding, but kind of giving Peter the opportunity to reflect on what his mistake he'd made, but to move forward now and to feed his sheep. Uh, and to do that now, to to, to indicate his love for the Saviour. Um, there could be a number of ways, but I guess the overall message from, from this uh, address was do we focus on the Saviour? Do we show our love for him more than other things in our lives? Of course, we need to have a balance. You know, our family time uh, is uh, the most important thing. You know, our family is the most important thing in our lives. And we are told often we should pray, place our family above our church responsibilities or anything else. But then, you know, are there times that we don't do that? Um, we need to have that balance um, with our work, with, with everything else that we do. All of these things are good, but we need to make sure that we're doing them with that intent to show our love to the Saviour. Um, I think that is the key message from that. Thank you so much for, for listening today. Please do study that talk. It's a great one. Uh, and we'll continue tomorrow with our uh, Come Follow Me uh, study, going deeper into the story of Abraham, particularly with his son Isaac. Thank you so much for listening. And until we meet again.